Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, guys. Welcome back. I am Lutano Richard. You know what time it is. It is time for the best football podcast to ring into your ears and possibly to your... I don't know. I don't know science anyway. I don't know where. Wait. After the, after the sound enters, what happens? Oh, goodness me. Now I have to give myself something to worry about. Trust me, once I finish recording this, I'm just going to go to Google and just type what happens when sound enters your ear and stuff like that. If anyone knows, you can comment below, by the way. But welcome, guys. I'm going to talk about the UEFA Champions League. Nothing concerning ears at all. Just Champions League football, you know. Bayern humiliated Barcelona at home. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm not sure any of you were surprised by the by the scoreline, but I was particularly surprised at how toothless Barcelona were on the night. I mean, losing isn't always the worst thing. I mean, it's very bad to lose. You feel bad. You feel it's it's the same thing. You get zero points for for losing. But the truth is, if you lose with a certain performance, it's then you can now tell yourself it's not as bad as it looks. We're just not clinical on the night, which is still a bad thing. But still, it shows that at least the team can probably conjure up something they're not as bad as as this as the scoreline may suggest but the truth is but not even worse than that scoreline suggested because Bayern should have been maybe five five nil up or something the three nil flattered Barcelona extremely Barcelona 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 gave Manuel Neuer a free payday they didn't muster a single shot on target at home at home I said at home this is beyond abysmal this is new lows for FC Barcelona. I mean, Leipzig were mauled for one by Bayern at the weekend, but still put up a good fight. Still had shots on target. Still made Manuel Neuer work. I mean, losing is losing, but it's not always losing. It's never the same thing. When you lose in a certain fashion, when you show you have no spine, basically no fight. I mean, this was a nothing performance. I use the word nothing quite a lot, but nothing has been more nothing in all my uh, uses of nothing than this nothing. Oh my goodness, I pulled that off. In the middle of it, I was afraid that I'm just going to bite my tongue. I'm just going to get mixed up. Oh my goodness, I actually pulled out. Yes, I'm so happy. I think you guys should clap for me. Yeah. So this is the most nothing, nothing ever. 
in the history of nothing. I mean, but not they didn't they didn't do nothing. They didn't do anything, and it's just so disappointing. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I feel what I've just said is so self-explanatory. Like when I say they did nothing, that's just it. They did nothing. I don't know. I don't know what more to tell you. Bayern absolutely ran circles all around them. But 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 of course this is some analysis. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out some things here and there for you. So in Barcelona, I was really impressed with Ronaldo Araujo. Mm, I don't know why Eric Garcia plays for Barcelona. Frankie De Jong, okay, like this is one player who, to be honest, he's 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 slowly becoming the most consistent player in world football. And I don't know how controversial this might sound to you, but once I'm gonna play my card as a central midfielder yes i'm a central midfielder and i watch players like him and i'm just like he he does he, he just does everything right in every situation never gives the body i mean a lot of performances will get uh recognized more than others because of course you don't get recognized after such an embarrassing team performance and stuff like that and i'm not saying he he had particularly a fantastic game or a game that uh that will be remembered for the ages no far off it miles off it but what i'm saying is he just seems to have like a certain level, a certain standard that he just never falls below. And that standard is also pretty standard. It's pretty decent no matter what. So shout out to him, as I said. Also Ronaldo Ralph, as I mentioned. But the rest were just abysmal. I mean, Luke de Jong. It's like Command didn't even bring him off the pitch, didn't sub him out because I feel like Command forgot he was on the pitch. Like at some point you have to forget, like I don't know, was he even there? So it was just particularly disappointing. For Barcelona fans, I'm not going to speak for them. I'm not a Barcelona fan. I don't know exactly what they want. I feel a lot of them won't come and out, by the way. Last season, they gave a fight in the La Liga just until the very end, by the way. Uh, let's see how things develop. I think sacking Coman now will just be silly because if you sack him now, then you just have as well sacked him in the summer. You know, you give him you give him the summer. He bought some Dutch players and stuff like that. And yeah, let's see what he does. <laughs> I mean, like you've just got to... Give, give him time. It's just one game against Bayern. Very bad, by the way. But you can't just react right now. Reacting right now will be the most reactionary thing ever. And it shows that maybe Laporta isn't any different from uh, the past president, Bartimeo. Because if you sack him now, as I said, man, this is just weeks away from the summer. You should have done it in the summer. So if you sack him now after one loss, then uh, nah, that just doesn't speak well. And I think it's a no-go area. Now, moving on to another coach who the word sack tantalizes and excites the fans next to his name, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, baby-faced assassin. I mean, Manchester United lost. Mm, uh, okay, cool. I'm not going to defend him here at all. I'm, uh, I can't do that, man. But what I can say is the reactions have gone overboard. It's just uh, the first uh, group game. It is. And um, yeah, like it doesn't mean anything. Manchester United have a pretty easy group and... They'll probably still finish first. If they don't, well, I don't know. Last last season as well, with uh, PSG, with Basak Sheher, uh, we expected them to qualify, but they didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, but but still, they have to qualify this time around. I think this group is is easier. You know, much than they're losing at Basak Sheher. Like this, those results were very... Very crazy, you know, and having to get knocked out. But this is another season that I just and they are stronger, even stronger again. I mean, I feel they will be fine. To be honest, they will they will be in the in the Champions League knockout phases. So I feel I feel there's no problem. Like this result uh, in the long run doesn't mean too much. No, but I feel like there's also another perspective to it. Like fans, I feel the fans know like this result 
will have no consequences on their season. They will be fine. They will come out from the group, probably top the group. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, I think as time keeps going by and as certain things keep happening, I feel fans feel like they are finding out more about Ole and finding out that probably he's just not the guy. It's just not good enough, like in their opinion. I mean, the tactical, certain tactical decisions he makes and how they affect results. Even if those results like this one uh, aren't very, uh, I would not say very important, but like are not so costly because they like, it's fine. It's fine. You get, it doesn't matter too much if this happens, but still, I mean, removing Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo was, uh, took, took all the headlines. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that, honestly, because I just see football differently. I feel it's, people always say stuff in hindsight. I mean, removing Ronaldo is very controversial and stuff. But I can remember, like, I always give this example. Uh, Super Cup final, Real Madrid versus Atletico Madrid, uh, a couple of years back, where Simeone pulled out his attacking players. He pulled out Thomas Lemar, who was absolutely unbelievable. Like, the, Thomas, the, the performance Lemar put out, I don't know if you guys can remember that performance. It was like, it was just so unbelievably fantastic. He pulled him out and brought in a CDM. And from that moment on, Atletico went on to win the game. They attacked better, they created better. The thing is this, like, I feel like coaches, of course, know what they are. They have something they are thinking, they have a plan. And it can very well go for or against you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you remove Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Bruno Fernandes and it, and it works out, you guys win or something, then you're a hero. Everyone is going to heal you tactically. But a lot has to also do with the players on the pitch performing whatever you, you pass across to them. I mean, uh, it wasn't in the script for Ole, uh, for Linga to come and assist young boys and fit them and stuff like that. That wasn't part of it, him making such a costly error. So at the same time, when we're analyzing, we've got to like know what we're saying. At the same time, also, we know that young boys were just totally all over Manchester United. It was so one-sided. And uh, yeah, like... I mean, when the goal came, no one could say they were surprised. The fashion in which it came was very avoided because it was, it was straight up a very, very poor error. Just Linga just gave the gave the ball away to 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 the young boy striker, which was poor. But still, they were knocking on the door, and 100% they feel they deserved it. They wouldn't even feel it was a gift to be honest, because they were really knocking on the door. And you can imagine a team like Manchester City, for example. I like I like that example because I feel like if they receive a red card or even Chelsea. I mean, Liverpool dominated possession and stuff like that, but never seemed like they were scoring. They were going to score. And that's not even the main point. The main point here is even if Liverpool were not so dominant on the ball and maybe dominant in attacking spaces, I feel like if Liverpool were a bit less dominant, then Chelsea would just, could just have kept the ball, you know. I've seen so many teams get red cards and manage it very well in terms of just controlling the ball. Yes, you, you, you're, you're less adventurous because you've got one less man, so one less man in attack and one less man to fall back. Uh, when you're being countered, it can be really tricky and dangerous. To be honest, it's like you it's like you have two two men left. To be honest, because on both phases, you're you're one man down. You know what I'm saying, offensively and defensively. So it's very it's very understandable. But like you can just play a more conservative game, just focus on keeping the ball, running the time down. And when of course when there's chance, when there's enough, you go for it. You know what I'm saying. Like we've seen it a lot of times. As a Liverpool fan, I'm not even going to be too critical on Ole because. Uh, like under Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool have gotten not too many records actually, pretty clean record. Uh, the last I remember, to be honest, I might be wrong, was uh, 
or Henderson against Watford like two seasons ago. He went on to win the game. But if you can remember, against Manchester City in 2017, uh, that was woeful. It was very woeful. Liverpool got beat 5-0. I mean, if the, like, if the game continued for another 10 minutes, Manchester City would have scored like five more. It was very open. I mean, it was still like the earlier days of Jurgen Klopp's era and stuff like that. Maybe now things will be different. Who knows if Liverpool get a red card. But I mean, I've seen my coach just lose so badly um, when we've got a red card. So I'm not going to criticize Ole too much. I just feel like Manchester United could have been a bit more more in control of the ball. They just, they just like it's it's embarrassing. I mean, if if you're playing a team like if you're playing a team like maybe Manchester City or Bayern or something. And of course, we expect this. You have a red card against them. They're going to be all over you. But if you're playing young boys, there has to be some mentality in your head. There has to be that's some that's a form of confidence that, man, no, like, we can't actually see this game through. We can't actually control this game to some extent with the 10 men. Yes, we're not going to be expansive and try to, like, really go gung-ho and really attack. But... We can't control the game. We can't keep the ball. We, ten men can actually keep the ball if if they are really focused on keeping the ball. You know they can't keep the ball to be honest because it's not like oh eleven men are pressing the ten men. No, that's not how football works. So ten men can actually keep the ball. Yes, they can. And I just feel like Manchester United they had resigned mentally. So what they were trying to do was just hang on for their dear lives. They were just putting the ball away, trying to hang on for their dear lives. And I mean, like, should I say the football gods favored? <laughs> Favored the young boys because it's not like as, as I said it was a, it was it was an error from Lingard he passed directly to the striker and the striker finished it uh, with a plump. But yeah, that's it. I mean, Manchester never hanging on for their dear lives, and when you're hanging on for your dear lives, this is bound to happen. Now, moving on from Manchester United, I would love to touch on some other very interesting games. First of all, I'll love to talk on Jude Bellingham, uh, his performance against Besiktas. Uh, I was opportune to to see the game live, and. Wow, what a player Bellingham is. I mean, like, when you see a midfield player who doesn't who doesn't do anything wrong on the ball, it's just astonishing, you know, astonishing. He doesn't go too much into the tackles and stuff like that, but his positional sense is absolutely brilliant, absolutely very, very brilliant. And on the ball especially, this is where he's just so mature. He just always makes the right movement, always makes the right decision, always keeps it going, knows when to turn back, knows when to force the issue, can beat his man. It's absolutely unbelievable. Besiktas, on the other hand, did well. Like for the opening stages of the first half, it took Dortmund a while to actually settle into the game. But once they did, I mean, they totally nullified Besiktas. Besiktas could have been a lot better, if I'm being honest with you. And Sakala was absolutely horrid. All his touches were in sticking. They were just so loose and stuff like that. And it just made it difficult because if you can't attack down your left-hand side because your fullback, like every touch in football matters actually. Your first touch decides if you can do something meaningful or not in football and that is facts. So once you take a poor first touch, more often than not, it's gone. It's gone. Like whatever space was there was gone because you've just got to readjust now and try to salvage the ball so the opposition doesn't take it, take it away from you guys because touch was heavy. I mean, that was the main point. Basraya as well was very brilliant. I mean, I must say that he was very brilliant. He dropped deep. He linked the play up very well. He worked hard. Although he had a chance to score and he, he tried to do something silly. I mean, he tried to go into the place where the keeper was and play. I don't know what he was trying to do. He could just have um, dinked it or gone the other way or shifted it out to his left foot and played it for... I mean, there were, they were, they were, like, were so many things he could have done. Everything but what he actually did could have done it for them. But... But that aside, it was a very, very good performance. Stellar for performance from Bashwai. Pjanic Maestro. I don't need to talk too much about Miram Pjanic. He's, he's an absolute baller. 
absolute baller. He was just the technique in his passing, the way he was controlling the tempo. Extremely, extremely, extremely talented footballer. And for Dortmund, back to Dortmund, Erling Haaland does what Erling Haaland does. He missed the sitter earlier, but and that doesn't uh, that doesn't face him. You know, the guy is a monster. He got his customary goal. I feel the Champions League. It's just tradition, you know. Erling Haaland scores in the Champions League. It's it's crazy. I'm just I'm just I'm just I just hope I'm here to see uh, how many goals he has in the Champions League in the next maybe seven years. See how far he is or how close he is from Cristiano Ronaldo's record or maybe anybody's record if anybody uh, not likely of course but <laughs> unless Leo Messi actually does have like a crazy three seasons and Ronaldo has like sub powers but only Leo Messi might uh, be the top goal scorer if it's not Cristiano Ronaldo in the next seven seasons but I want to see how close Erling Haaland is to that record now Liverpool Football Club I mean Jurgen Klopp released uh, a funny XI I mean, a lot of top players in that XI, uh, Salah was there, the fullbacks were there, Fabinho was there, but there was no money, which honestly, I'm not too, I wasn't too asked about that because money hasn't been, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say money is finished because words are, what, what, how do they say this, words are, words carry meaning, so money, you're not finished, okay, but Money hasn't been his best, and I didn't mind that. The defensive partnership as well. Resting Van Dyke was kind of strange because usually Van Dyke plays all these games. He plays everything, you know. But I think now the perspe- the perception of Van Dyke from the coach is like, is there any game we can possibly protect him? He's now like that guy he protects. Whereas before he was the guy who was just a constant. He just he just gives Liverpool that defensive stability. That okay, I don't care. Like club can play anything from the central midfield upwards, but from that. Uh, defense backward you know van dyke is going to play you know allison is going to play like certainly you know robertson is going to play like it's just a standard but he rotated a bit and they were very dominant but actually at the end of the first half they found themselves behind and it was like oh wow what's going to happen but i love the way they bounce back Mosala missed the penalty in the first half second half he put away his finish liverpool fans this one is for you like liverpool fans just want to boo want to insult cost origi for no reason absolutely no reason like, he's your player, so when he gets to play, support him. And he did well. He did okay. Like, I mean, it's what it is. Don't, don't carry your frustration out on Origi because he's a player at the club. Like, it's just at the club. Like, why do that? It makes no sense. It's just totally against uh, what the word fans stand for. It makes no sense anyway. And Origi did okay. Provided a, li- a nice, uh, nice assist for Mo Salah. And the Capitano, Jordan Henderson, wrapped up for Liverpool. And guys, that will be all from me this week. The major talking points, of course, Coleman and Barcelona and the way they lost in an extremely embarrassing fashion. And also Manchester United, me saying, you guys should cut Ole some slack. This will be all from me, as you know. You know what I'm about to do right now. Uh, just not not it. You see? What I was about to do now was to stop recording, not go on it. So I got you this time. Have a lovely day, week, life. Yeah, bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 